Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got a lot for you today. Well, actually, not that much. A lot less. But we do have a lot of stuff for you on our uh, social media. So you make sure you go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming, where you can get all of our links. Tim's Twitch, my Twitch, our our Facebook page, Facebook group, you name it, it's there. Go check it out. We start off every episode with people who have passed away. Um, the one that uh, Tim added on, Tim knows more about this person. The guy looked familiar, but I don't remember him at all. Uh, was Max Rosenthal, who was 95. Yeah, and the only reason why it sparked my interest, I'm like, Rosenthal, that sounds really familiar. Well, it's Phil Rosenthal's dad. Um, and Phil Rosenthal is most notably known for creating Everybody Loves Raymond. So, um, and he has done other things as well. Um, I kind of first knew him from not Everybody Loves Raymond, but he was on uh, Adam Carolla podcast uh, every now and again. So that's why when I heard Rosenthal, I'm like, hold on, wait, that sounds but it was his dad. So 95, um, I, the only thing I saw is that Phil shared it on Instagram. And I didn't really see, um, you know, reason for the death. But I'm sure at 95 it could have been um, natural causes or or whatnot. But they I have some they have some photos on there that he didn't look um, he didn't look didn't. too too well. Yeah. So yeah. It, it wasn't like one of those things like you know the you know I'm gonna bring up this other death even though I said I wasn't going to I am gonna bring it up because you know it's one of those things where you see an age and you're like. Oh, yeah, you know, he was, no, that is not what, no, not at all. Um, the person who passed, the other person passed was Stuart Damon, who I know the name because all of my relatives that have watched General Hospital, um, he was only 80, he was 84, but he died from renal failure. And I guess he'd been suffering from it for a few years. So it was one of those things where you're kind of like, you know, if he maybe didn't have that, I wonder how long he could have lived. Um, so he was on General Hospital from 1977 to 2013 for 381 episodes, and he played Alan Quartermain. And if you hear that name, that's very, very uh, tied into the General Hospital lore and show. So you know when you hear that name, it's like, oh, yeah, I know that name, Alan Quartermain. So um, he passed away at the age of 84. And what's crazy is, is, he so he was there 2013, but he was on Days of Our Lives for five episodes, 20 episodes of As the World Turns. I mean, he was on a lot of those ones where it was basically other. Yeah, I don't know how you got to do it. Yeah, daytime talk show, and you always see him kind of going over for this one for a couple episodes or making a guest star in in this one. And it may be a, it may have been a lapse in when he was on with the other one because said from 2009 to 2010 is when he did both those other ones. So he may not have been on it. Or I know a lot of times those soap operas they'll want people to think someone's gone, so they'll have them go to a different show or do something to make it look like they're actually gone. And um, I hear a lot of them are a lot more um, they're a lot more lenient on it whether or not someone can be on another show or not. Yeah. Well, and with that, I mean, it could be. Uh, like towards the end, it wasn't like he was on every single episode. He was right. probably just on on a couple, making some appearances right. as right. you know an older doctor or whatnot. 
the next thing we have going on to positive news is my favorite time of year. Every single year, as we record this, we want to wish everyone a happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Um, the greatest day of the of the year. Um, one of my friends who doesn't watch sports, I explained to him what the deal was, and he was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things where every single year we we have this going on." So yeah, July first every year is Bobby Bonilla Day, and it's just it's a fun thing. Look it up. We've explained it on the podcast. I think we explained it not too long ago about what it was just when we were talking about sports in general, about contracts, I think. Yeah. And, um, it just pretty phenomenal. The fact that he gets $1.19 million ends up being $28.9 million when he was only owed five. And the one thing I didn't realize was the main reason why they did it was because, um, the owner at the time was involved in the birdie made off Ponzi's game. So he had no money to pay the players basically. So, yep. And, uh, it, and but it expires in 2035. So he's 2035. Got, he will be 74 when it expires. But he still gets some time to get a cool, easy million every year. I do think, though, that he's kind of like Thurman Thomas in the fact that because like, I know Thurman Thomas has barely touched any of the money he made, like with when playing. He used all of his endorsement money to make investments. And now he has his own energy company. So I think I think Bobby Bonilla is probably the same thing. You know, you get a money manager, especially you're making a million dollars a year off that. Then you have your endorsements, and he did play. I think what he played three more years after that. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. But yeah, he it, last it was, played in 2001. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it when that contract started. He was you know day one of retirement or retired that year. He still played a couple more. After well, that. no, but that that one didn't start till 2013. Yeah, or 11. Something like that. Yeah. So, well, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. When you hear this, it would have been, would have been the day before. So, uh, we love it. It's fun. It's just something kind of cool. Um, Disney Plus has announced The Good, The Bart, and The Loki. And it's going to be a new Simpsons short that premieres on Janu- J- uh, July 7th, which will tie in with the Loki show. And it was revealed today that Tom Hiddleston is voicing Loki in the cartoon. Oh, that's cool. So well, you're going to get the actual voice actor. And it's all under Disney now, now that yeah. Disney got Fox. So yeah. there's no reason to... Wait, oh yeah, for for the Simpsons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Simpsons, so it's no reason to like, oh, hey, we, you know, really needed to pay him a little bit more to get him. It's like, well, actually, now you're under our umbrella. I mean, it's going right. to pay to get him, but it's easier now that they're under his under um the disney the one the one umbrella yeah it's a lot easier to make connections and do stuff like that it's it's i do know that you know the 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 innovations that are available now are amazing because they legitimately can do so much you know right before the merger happened they did have the uh simpsons family guy crossover so they knew like the potential to do other kind of crossovers and you're, you don't have to fight for the licensing now for bringing certain people into the show. So, I mean, I'm excited for it because these shorts have been really good. And they've been kind of unexpected. This is the first one they've, like, announced, announced. Usually it's, like, when the May the 4th one, it was, like, two days before, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a short coming out. And the only reason why people found out was because Disney releases a list. They didn't even showcase it. They just, you saw on the list. Yeah. So, 
you know, obviously they, they, I think they, they're trying to get more hype behind it behind it. Cause I know July 7th, a lot of people take the week off before the July, especially with the observing uh, the, on the fifth. So basically a lot of people have yeah. a four day work week. So, Hey, let's take a week off, go to the beach, do whatever. Well, here we go with, uh, you know, this coming out. So they probably want people to know about it, to watch it, you know, as soon as it, it comes out. Yeah. And with Loki being on right now, Avengers campus opening up, it's the perfect time to, not only drop it, but to hype it up as well. And I think I want to say, so yeah, it'll actually come out the same day as Loki, because that's the new thing is that they do it on yep. they do it on Wednesdays. So yep. yeah, so it'll come out the same day as Loki, and um, Loki is the next week is the second to last episode. So there's there's only seven six episodes. So. Maybe everyone won't tie in, but it maybe has some fun tying in. So we'll see. Um, we have a lot of trailers this week. Um, I'm going to separate some of the stuff with a rant that I have because I'm super upset with something that I didn't even, Tim doesn't even know what I'm upset about. I just wrote that I have an issue with something. Um, but there is a new trailer for Disney's Jungle Cruise. Um, I haven't watched it because I'm just kind of over waiting for this movie because it feels like this movie has been being made for what, six years? You know, it's been forever. I think I, I think when I was in the parks last time, they were doing promo for it. So that Probably. was 2018. They're doing promos for it. Probably, yeah. Just talk, just like starting to talk about it. Scripts getting written, right? You what know, whatnot. And the thing that stinks is it was one of those ones that was supposed to come out like kind of right in the beginning, right when everything was shut down. What it was supposed to be April, I think, and everything shut down in March. Right. So right. it's like, man, it feels even even longer with it um yeah but like, how, but like how you said you haven't watched them it was it was pretty cool how they did it um Dwayne Johnson released one and, and had like a little you know monologue before it right. and then Emily Blunt released another one with her little monologue before it um and actually the two trailers how they did them essentially show the same things but they kind of tied into each other a little bit like one of it was um, from like Emily Blunt uh, asking Dwayne Johnson for his services. And then the other one is on Dwayne Johnson's side, hearing Emily Blunt on the other side of the door asking for his services and, you know, the back and forth that it was. So I thought that was was pretty cool. Um, so they basically at different perspectives. Yeah, well, just for that one part of it, uh, everything else was essentially the same. Um, but they did have a couple little differences in them. But it was cool seeing that, those points of view on that one particular scene, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. But, yeah, no, I think it comes out uh, July 30th, if I remember right, end of the month. So, yes, and, they, uh, it is gonna be, and it is going to be both theatrical and Disney yep. Plus with the premium. Uh, yeah, the Premier with the Plus. Premier Plus, yeah. Which yeah. Um, the first one I will have spent money on was coming up. I am going to spend the money on um, – Black Widow. I will be doing that because I'm gonna watch it the day it comes out. Um, oh, yeah, but, yeah. So Jungle Cruise, it's it's cool and it gives you more. Like the first trailer gave you some of the Jungle Cruise as far as the ride, um, and then this one gives you even even more of it. So it looks cool. Should be good. Um, I mean, whether you like The Rock or not, I know there's a lot that'll just watch a movie just because he's in it. So. I mean, I was going to watch it just because it's it, it's a Disney movie and there's there's so much 
there's so much involved with these movies where, I mean, in, in reality, he could not have as big of a part as it looks. Because there's been plenty of movies. One movie, for example, the second G.I. Joe movie, Channing Tatum had to be in it. He was he was required to because he signed a picture deal. And he hated the first movie so much. And the second one, he said, was worse than the script was horrible. And that's why, spoiler alert, he gets killed in the first, like, two minutes of the movie. Because they knew he wasn't going to be cooperative. So let's just off him in the beginning. And that's what happened. So I think a lot of that is a lot of deceptive, you know, things like how many trailers have we watched? And you're like, I mean, the, the, the trope has always been all the good stuff was in the trailer. All the good stuff was in the trailer. And I'm like, no, 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 no. All the stuff you liked was in the trailer, but that's because you kept seeing it over and over again. They're going to show you the funniest, like almost all the funniest stuff in the trailers that they can, you know, well, yeah, they want you to come to the movies. They're not going to show you the boring stuff. Exactly. And I think that's the problem is, is that everyone wants, if you go into a, a movie like this and it's a Disney movie, there is going to be some expectation of setting up a story just because it's the named after a ride. You know, people had complaints about certain uh, uh, pirates, of the Caribbeans. And what I was laughing was you're mad about this part. Like uh, the biggest one I have is Barbosa coming back to life. And I was like, you guys are complaining about that when they had a fight with dudes walking underwater because they were cursed. You're going to complain about someone coming back to life, you know, so it's like you, you have expectations when you go into the movie. And I know our thing is, is like, you know, don't believe Van Dango. Don't don't listen to anything they say about, you know, movies, stuff like that. Um, and what's the other one we don't like? Yeah, I haven't said it in so long. I can't remember. Huh? Tomato. Rotten Tomato. Don't believe anything they say. Well, here's the thing. Well, I'd say take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt, yes. But the I'm, 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 I don't want to start my round yet, but there's a lot of things going on where there, people have become so opinionated and, oh, well, you know what? I don't like it because of this. And when you watch it yourself, you're like, I see none of this. I'm not, I'm not saying their point is not valid. But when you start getting the same thing over and over again from certain people, you're like, oh, you're just you just love to hate stuff. That's your your thing. Like I just check something that's going to add into my my frustrations because it just did something again to something else. And it's like you 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 you're you're putting yourself in a corner where you're going to be that person who is always like, nope, 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 nope. It just I don't like it. And with Disney, Disney has the way they set up stories. I have enjoyed every single Disney movie that I've watched. Some are more enjoyable than others. People complained about Aladdin. I love the way they changed it. And as we spoke before it came out, Will Smith knew he was not going to be the genie that Robin Williams was. He wasn't going to try to do that. He wasn't trying to do that. And people bashed him and said, the other one was better. He wasn't trying to be better than Robin Williams. And that's what I feel like the Jungle Cruise, people are going to have some sort of expectation and they're going to bash it because they're like, you know what? It's just another rock movie or blah, 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 blah. And I'm already, that's why I've been like, oh, I'm positive on everything. I try to look at the, the positive side of everything. Only one movie do I tell people that I absolutely hated. And it was Mr. Wrong with Ellen DeGeneres because it was the weirdest, didn't make any sense movie ever. And I was like, I don't even know. I don't even hate it. I just don't like it. But I feel like that's the end thing now is, oh, you know what? 
this thing was – and they have these big words, which we'll talk about when my, my rant, when I do get to my actual well, rant. And, and like you are saying with the, with the Mr. Wrong, it's like if you were a critic, it's like, you know, here's, you know, the reasoning, you know, I, I didn't like it or I um, didn't care for it, but I'm not going to knock the movie because I didn't get it. You know, Correct. It's not for me. It's like when you get those critics that – it's like, I forgot which one, I don't know, there's some movie out there that's got one negative score, so therefore it can't be, you know, 100%. Well, the guy that gave it, or whoever was giving the negative score, doesn't like that genre. He bashes that genre. So it's like, hold on, wait. Why should he, if that's his thing, is to bash that genre, he can't see it with an, you know, an open mind. So he's going to give it a negative review, because A, yep. he doesn't like that genre. So right there, he shouldn't critique that genre well and that's you're probably talking about get out because there was the guy on get out he legitimately wanted he wanted to be the guy to give the one bad review and it, yeah when I, it I, first came out I, and, I thought it yeah i i mean just i mean on, just on I- anything though it's like so now it's like oh you know he has, oh perfect score on rotten tomato or whatnot it's like i mean well whatever if that you know tickles your fancy or whatnot but it's still it's like oh wait well who's the negative one oh it's this guy it's like he doesn't like that genre of right. course he's gonna give me a negative score and on that, you should take yeah. to get a true score, you got to take the outliers out. You got to take the top ones out. You got to take the bottom ones out. That Correct. gives you a true score. Yep. So if he gave it, you know, a bottom or, or whatever it is, then, you know, and, that's what I don't and, like is it's like, oh, hey, you didn't get a perfect score. Well, who gave me, oh, you know, you know, John Doe. It's like, he doesn't like this type of movie. Of course, he's giving you a negative score. So that's the only reason. So now you got to preference it by ever saying, "Oh yeah, well I didn't get it because of this guy." And if you're, you know, in the industry, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, well that that makes sense." Like yeah, but now I can't say, you know, kind of a pride thing, or I made this great movie and right. everyone loves it, but the one guy that doesn't like it and that's gonna, you know, weigh down the the rank. Well, and I think the big the big thing that I've I've kind of learned um, is, like you said, you can't have so so basically if you're a movie critic, like um, my favorite everyone ever is when Quentin Tarantino was being interviewed by a woman who hates words that have cursing in it. Why are you having her interview Quentin Tarantino, whose every movie is vulgar and has bad stuff? And he put her in her place. He flat out said. This isn't. He goes. She goes. Would you let kids come in? I'm like, if you're a good, if you're a good parent and you know how to parent your kid, you can take your kid to anything. If you're a good parent, she's yeah. like, he, and he basically said, I'm sorry, you're not a good parent, or you don't trust your kids not to use the words that are in this movie. He goes, they're adult, it's adult language, but this movie is for adults, and exactly. and that's the thing. So like you said, the top, because I guarantee there are some people that no matter what Disney puts out, they're going to be like, it was the best movie ever. It was the best movie yep. ever. It was the best movie ever. It's the same thing with star Wars. You have the people that say everything's great. You have people that say, Oh, this was horrible. It's, you know, you're it, no matter what you do, you're always going to have someone that, you know, contradicts what you appreciate. And that's why we say, take everything with a grain of salt. My thing is though, if you hate your life that much that you want to go into a movie that's supposed to be fun and an adventure, why are you going to that movie to begin with? Because like I, I tell my wife all the time when I go into a legitimate movie based on a true story or supposed to be able to take happen in real life, when unbelievable things happen, I'm kind of like, but I still enjoy it. 
when something is like sci-fi or horror or whatever, I'm like, hey, anything can happen because this is not real. It's literally in the land of make-believe. So whatever happens, you know, whether it be, you know, I'll never forget. I remember being, I can't remember what year The Mummy came out. I know I went and watched the first Mummy in theaters. And in the movie, one of the dudes that helps him get there has the scarab beetles go under his skin. And he sprints down this little hallway and he runs into the wall and dies. I laughed hysterically because it was just like just the the scene happening. It was funny, but it wasn't. I don't think I don't know if it was meant to be funny. Obviously, there, there are comedic scenes in that. But people were telling me to shh, and I'm like, why? Why? I didn't laugh loud. I just had a little chuckle. But that's the that's the thing is is now everyone can be this. It's actually it should be better now technically because technically if me and you put effort into it and we spend our own money to start, me and you could start a website that we reviewed movies on a hundred percent. That would be credentialed basically because once you start reviewing certain movies and you give a, a actual thought behind it and put it into words you become someone that's basically a, you know known for doing that well everyone can do that now so like you said you weed out the people who are going to hate disney no matter what because they think disney is a horrible conglomerate you're going to take out the people who think everything disney does is, is golden and just go to a regular person that's why when you look at rotten tomato 95 percent of the time the scores are flopped so the critics love it and the people love it or the people hate it and the critics hate it or love it. So it's always vice versa. It's never, never even un- except for certain movies that are just super bad or fantastic. So, yeah. and, and that's, I, I will say that is the one good thing I like about Rotten Tomatoes. We have the critics and the people score. It's not just a critics only. And it's like, well, you know, critics say, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. I go and it's like, ah, it wasn't that great. Or if I get like the people score, which I'm sure those are still, you know, skewed or whatnot, but right. it's not not as bad as those. And you see them too. There's a lot more people reviewing it than than the critics, so you have more to pull from. But if the people say, "Oh, it's a seventy percent," oh, it's a C movie. Okay, I'll go check it out. But if they right. say, "Oh, it's a, you know, twenty twenty five percent or you know eighty five ninety percent," well, then you know I may take that into more of you know uh, account more than just the critics and especially like you said if they're really flip-flopped if the critics gave it like an 85 and the audience gave it you know a sub 50 like holy what's going on here right and i mean some some stuff is the highfalutin like oh it's it's very sophisticated kind of stuff which i'm fine yeah. with that i i don't mind that what i do think is funny though why i tell everyone to take everything with a grain of salt is because when you look at certain things, go to Amazon. Do you know how often I see stuff on Amazon where it's like, oh, yeah, I've never seen this before. But and it's like, wait, what? You've you've never you've never seen this before. That's that's kind of confusing. So you've never seen this, but you're going to go ahead and review it. Like I don't understand that sometimes. I'm always kind of like that doesn't make any sense. You you if you've never seen it, you know how how can you? So that's that's the big thing for me is I'm always taking everything with a grain of salt. I do actually prefer to not see any of the reviews just for the simple fact that I'm kind of like, look, let me go into this blindly and yeah. I'm gonna have fun. And I've literally every single movie, except for the only one that recently I felt kind of bad. I couldn't get through 
um, the Zack Snyder cut of of Justice League. I just couldn't do it. And it wasn't anything against anybody. I was just kind of like, you know, I just couldn't do it. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm okay. I'll I'll figure it out. But I'm not saying anything bad about it. I just just didn't like it. You know, at the time I was falling asleep. Maybe I was tired. Maybe something. Who knows? You know what I mean? Who who knows? I could I could possibly really like the movie, but I was just tired. So that's why I always tell people don't listen to everything everyone says. Make your own opinions. Um, and for me personally, if you do wholeheartedly think that someone's being ignorant about something or for some odd reason, they're being super hateful about, um, about a show, make sure you voice that too, because that doesn't mean you're any, any less important because sometimes people just do it. Like I said, that one guy for get out legitimately just wanted to make it a one bad review because that's his thing. He doesn't like seeing anything be a hundred percent. And it's, it's, it's one of those, it's just, you know, make sure your voice is heard because either way, maybe you'll have an influence, maybe not, who knows, but moving on before my rant, my real rant, my real rant is, is be more aggressive than that was. And I was pretty aggressive, but, um, NBC Olympics rings across America to make stops at universal studios, Hollywood, the, Oh, starting on Saturday. So yeah the third and the fourth and then universal Atlanta studios resort 16th to 17th. Now, what is this? It's the, the rings that will be at the Tokyo Olympics. Like really? The actual, the actual rings. Yeah. I never seen it before. And uh, I mean, it just said rings across America. It's the Olympic rings on the back of a semi trailer. Really? Yeah. Trailer. And it says, you know, Tokyo Olympics. So when do the Olympics start uh, this summer? I don't, I don't know the exact date. Huh. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah, so I saw that. I'm like, I don't remember that before. No, but I remember the torch when, it, when you yeah. were in your home country running through the country. When it comes, well, usually they, they start in Greece and then they, in yeah. Athens, and then they, they, they go, yeah. they light it there, and then they go to usually the home country. But I mean, obviously, Japan is not that big, so it wouldn't take that long, but, um, yeah. Uh yeah. let's I'm gonna my rant I'm gonna save my rant for the so comments. Just, we just really quick, the, the Olympics start July twenty third and end okay. August eighth. So there you go. Wow. So uh let's let's see. It's gonna be really weird because there's gonna be uh no shouting, no cheering or anything at the Olympic Games, and it's only locals that can go. So it's gonna be interesting. Um the the first trailer we're gonna talk about. I don't know if Tim watched or not, but I can talk about this trailer all day long. The Many Saints of Newark is the basically a uh, it's a Sopranos prequel, and it shows um, uh, James Gandolfini character, the patriarch. Um, I can't remember what it was was a Tony Soprano um, when he got basically when he was a kid. And the coolest part is that his son is playing the character, and his son looks just like him. Like, like I got chills at one point when he was looking, I don't know if they did any facial alterations with CGI or what, but when he looked this one way, it was, it was James Gandolfini a hundred percent. Um, and this, this story is basically how he got into what he did. And, um, basically, you know, they have this thing, I think it's what, I think it's something like, uh, real men are made. 
So that's basically what's happening. And it's got Ray Liotta in it, too. I didn't know Ray Liotta was in it, so I love Ray Liotta. So great trailer. Really excited for it. I believe it's an HBO Max one, I think. I can't remember, but looks really good. The next one that made me super sad. Don't watch it, Tim, because it's going to make you super sad. Even though it looks like a good movie, the Clifford the Big Red Dog trailer. Now, do you know how Clifford got to be so big? Um, he drank out of a pool next to a nuclear power plant. So they never say in the books. And this this one, so this girl looks like she's sad. She's getting bullied. So her dad takes her to the pet store. And she sees this little red dog. And she's like, how big will he get? And she's like, and the guy goes, it depends on how much you love it. And I was like, wait, what? Well, she gets bullied at school. She comes home. She starts holding the dog. She's loving the dog super hard. Just not hard, hard, but like giving him some love. And she, a tear falls on the dog because she's crying. And then it wakes up the next morning and the dog is gigantic. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to make me so sad because the, the girl has no friends. I can't watch the happier music video because it's Miranda Cosgrove. And they have to put her dog down in the video. And it's I I started crying watching that video the first time I saw it. So I was like, wait, what? You know, it's depressing. But this one, man, I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. So that's another trailer. I was like, Rrr. and then we have, we have two oh, more. Wait, so, so that's so does the girl have like superpower? If it's no. turn a dog big. <laughs> no, basically it's because she loved the dog so much. That's yeah. why he got big because the person said it. And I was like, all right. Yeah, no, um, I saw like two seconds of the trailer where he was going after the guy in those big inflatable balls. That's the only thing that I saw. And then it was like, oh, click here to watch the full thing. I'm like, I know I'm going crazy. Right, exactly. So, so that's what all I saw. All right. So the next trailer we have, um, I thought this was going to be one of those things where it was like, uh, here we go. It's 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 another western. It looks so good. It's called The Harder They Fall. Now, um, the only reason why I even watched the trailer because you know what I like, uh, I like westerns for the most part in certain things, but I feel like we've been getting a lot of just like, hey, let's go ahead and um throw a western together, um. This one right here, though, is legitimately, it's all black actors, for the most part, I believe. And obviously, I think they have a couple white ones, but it's almost all black actors. Um, most notably, you have Idris Alba, Regina King, and uh, Delroy Lindo. I love Delroy Lindo. But the reason why I saw it was because Regina King. Like, I legitimately I see her and I'm like, okay, I like every almost everything she's in. Every so much stuff I've seen her in. I'm like, oh yeah. And, and I didn't realize this. And then um I can't even pronounce her name Zazie Beats. She played Domino in, in Deadpool 2. She's in it as well. And basically, I'm gonna read you the IMDB because I'm so bad with the um the thing. So it says when an outlaw discovered his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this western so basically um it's it's pretty awesome i saw the trailer shows them breaking idris alba out of this like a uh, train car and uh just the action scene alone it feels very um like a shoot 'em up style 
So it's just it's it looks I like I liked it a lot. I'm I will be seeing that hopefully in the theater. So we'll see. And that is it's one in the theater. It's not like an yes. HBO Max or anything like that. I pretty sure it had a release date on let me double check i think it's um i'll tell you right now I'll, I'll check out that trailer uh it's in post-production so they don't have a that's weird it's in post-production that's really weird because it's supposed to come out this year but let me see yeah it just says oh it's a netflix it's film oh yeah netflix 2021 yeah, so it's a Netflix one, so that's pretty awesome. Huh. I'll be I will be watching it opening day. Um, so yeah, it looks great. So I'm gonna do the last trailer before we go into my rant, and I'm gonna go back to the Netflix stuff because we have more Netflix stuff. But the last trailer, um, is that the right? I don't even think I put the right name on there. Um, out, out of death. I think it is. I think it's out of death. I'm going to look it up real quick on the on the, the Facebook page because it was weird. Like, I put it yeah, on there and yeah, I was out like, of death with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. Out of death. It, it, it makes it literally, it is the most jumbled up trailer I've ever seen. Great concept. Great concept where Bruce Willis is a police officer or uh, he's a sheriff, ranger whatever but he's trying to relax so he goes to visit the family cabin his niece lives there and he's going to hang out with her to kind of unwind and um jamie king who she was in heart of dixie that's where i found her and love her um um she is like a hiker like a photographer so she's taking bird pictures and whatnot and these this sheriff is arguing with this tweaker basically and um she throws a bunch of drugs in his face. He takes off running and she shoots him and kills him. And this girl gets all the photos. Well, you know, she takes off running and then Bruce Willis walks up on, on them basically going to execute her. And it, it just goes from there. It's one of those ones they're running from the law and, you know, the sheriff, the main, the big wig sheriff's in on it. And it's just like a horror, but the trailer gives away so much. Like I have a feeling the endings in the trailer, I'm not even going to say it. So if you are interested in this trailer, Look up the description before you watch the trailer because I think there are parts in there scattered out that kind of reveal how it's going to end because it doesn't make any sense, you know, in my own personal opinion, how it plays out. So we'll, well see. It says it's coming out in theaters and on demand July 16th. So yep. a couple, couple, couple weeks, weeks from, from this Friday, and it's only an hour and 30 minutes long. Yep. Yep. That's so. Short. Sure. I have a feeling a lot of the ones coming out soon will be like that because they're like a COVID production. So they make yeah. sure they, they, you know, it's not a long movie and they don't have to get as many shots. So yeah. um, now it's time before we get into this, go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming to get all of our info, um, all our links, that stuff like that. So here's my rant. So if you go on our page, you'll often see we share articles from comicbook.com. A lot of different places. One that I will no longer support or uh, I've unfollowed it. I don't want to deal with it anymore is IGN. Um, IGN used to be the go-to place to get your gaming information. Now they have ads for, do you want to be a graphic designer? This course is on sale for $30. It's normally $250. That was a red flag for me right from the, right from the get-go. I saw that and I was like, what is this? This doesn't make no sense. 
So that was the first red flag. And then they have the outright disrespect to have someone who truly hates the Loki series to write a review of the latest episode. I read it wholeheartedly not believing a single thing that they said, and it does not make any sense what they said. It doesn't do anything that they said it does. It literally explains so much to the story, yet they felt it was um, running in place, and it was super negative. They gave it a 5 out of 10, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And as we're sitting here, they give a movie a review of a 2 out of 10. That should never happen on anything that's been created during the pandemic. It's a video game movie. I didn't even see what it was. I didn't even want to look at it anymore. That's why I unfollowed them. I unfollowed them while we were recording. I already had this rant planned, but I feel like these companies are selling out so hard. It's not even funny. TMZ is doing the same thing. Nerdist, ever since Chris Hardwick left, is doing the same thing, selling these programs, getting kickbacks from other companies, and then just putting out whatever they think people want to like. The end thing now is to hate stuff, and that's not good for this society. There's too much hate already out there, and obviously I hate IGN. IG, I don't hate IGN. I think it's dishonest, and I think it's disrespectful to people who put everything into it. This isn't a room scenario where a guy thinks he's a genius. People actually put their heart and soul into these projects, and you're going to sit there and bash it because it doesn't fit your exact narrative. I'm sorry because you're the Marvel expert. Do you know how many timelines there are in Marvel Comics? Marvel Comics outdates you, IGN, and now you're disrespecting the story because you think you know better and you don't know. You don't know anything, actually, and I'm proud to say that, and I, I feel like we should boycott IGN because I remember that as a kid. I loved getting that magazine. I loved seeing the new games coming out. I loved seeing the reviews. They were always honest. If someone if – what they would do – what I loved about it was if you have a, a Metal Gear Solid coming out and it's, you know, whatever sequel it is now. I don't even know how many they have. They hit someone who enjoyed the first couple of games, but they also did say, look, this lacking this, it's lacking that. They never went low as a 2 out of 10. I've never seen anything be a 2 out of 10. Even Cyberpunk wasn't even 2 out of 10 for gaming out of that. And Cyberpunk had a lot of issues that shouldn't have been released. So my rant with them is, is you know, comicbook.com was leaning that way for a minute. And I was like, wait, what's going on? And then they kind of shifted. And I think they have a separate, like a, they have a main comic book.com and they have a video game one and they have a movie one. They have a couple of different ones and they kind of shifted the way from the advertising thing. But IGN is sold out. They're no longer about gaming. They're all about being the in thing. And the in thing right now is to hate Loki because it's not the action pack that they want. I love the newest episode. It moved the plot along greatly. I'm not going to tell anyone what happened in it, but if you're saying it's jogging in place, you're an idiot. Um, so I don't know who wrote the review at IGN. I just stopped looking at it because they make sure to put it's a, it's a big thing with a score. It's a five out of ten, and I'm like, you guys got no business reviewing this because you obviously hate the the franchise. You hate Marvel, and magically, I don't know how you go from an eight point five on the second episode, which not it was not as good as this episode, to go to a five on this one. It doesn't make any sense. They probably would never learn when you have a job and someone goes, "What? how do you feel like you can improve? You always put something because if you can't improve, then they're never going to give you a raise. Same thing when they review. If, if you have a job, anyone out there, do you know why they never give you a, the top rating? Because if they give you a top rating, then you're not going to work hard anymore. So 
you know, I know it's not a 10 out of 10 for them. It may be a 10 out of 10 for me. Those are my, like I said, I don't mind if you have a different opinion. You don't like it. It's fine. But don't be out there just just berating people and just downgrading what they do. A 5 out of 10? Come on. That's ridiculous. And ran, okay, ran over. I felt good. I got that out of there. Yeah. So what, I yelled I yelled at Connor at, from Connor's Cantina. I yelled <laughs> out on the phone with him. I go, what? He's like, what? And I read to them the review, and he goes, really? And I go, yeah, this is stupid. So what did, So they gave it a 5 out of 10. If you were to give it out of 10, what would you have given it? If they based it off, if I based it off of their metric, and they yeah. get an 8.5 8. out of the second episode, I'd give this one a 9, hands down. Yeah. Pe- people don't realize not every single freaking Marvel thing needs to be the same. You can have different variations of different stuff. That's the way you have shows. Not everything needs to follow the Marvel formula. You know, they're probably going to love Black Widow because Black Widow probably fits right into the thing. I heard that it's a little bit more comedic, and the reviews I have heard have been phenomenal, that it's great, which I'm excited for. But, you know, 5 out of 10, it just, that I felt disrespected for the show. Because this, this, they're they're throwing words out there. I don't know if they're trying to hurt it. I know people are mad about the thing that apparently Loki is bisexual. I don't care. I hope he's happy. That's you know, it's a part of the story. It can be any way you want it to be. I don't mind that. But if you're gonna try and bash them and throw stuff under there, because my favorite thing was everyone's making fun of IGN because there's a meme going around of them uh, shredding all the the gay pride stuff, saying. Get out of here, you gays or uh, LGBTQ month. You know, they they were shredding all the rainbow stuff because that's what IGN did. The second a clock hit midnight, their logo changed from a rainbow back to their normal logo. It's all about making money now. That's all they care about. And it's sad to me because, like I said, I never saw a low score game unless it was truly that bad. And you would actually go into it and go, this is unplayable. It's unwatchable. Literally, if you think that Loki is so unwatchable, you give it a five out of ten. I, I don't know if I can help you. I don't know if I don't. I don't even know if you should be watching that show. If you give it a five out of ten, just quit now. Yeah. No, so you know, it yeah. is what it is. It's IGN. They can do what they want, but you know, hopefully, everyone that listens to this will stop doing that. Mister J, leader evolution at your work. Everyone says no to IGN. Okay. Now, did they have, did you see uh, on the article, did they have any comments on it, or did they have them turned off, or were you even allowed to make any comments? I didn't even look at it, dude. I legitimately got out of it, because literally, it wasn't even an article. They, what they do is they post the logo, because that's what they do, is they put their score in the logo. Uh-huh. So basically, when you look at it, it's their logo, and then it yeah. has the score in the inside, and then it has, like, um, a little... Uh, 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 blurb underneath it. I'll actually, I'll read to you what it says because I I was like, this is, um, so bad. Where does it at? And I I I just searched them right now so I can pull it up and read it because it's literally like you can just tell they're putting it down. You know, it, it, and you can tell who you can tell who who pays for stuff because magically they're bragging about. Um, there's a thing. So someone else wrote something else on here. It says, yes, Loki episode four has a post credit scene and you, you won't want to miss it. So you're all excited, but yet your people gave them such a horrible review. Let me see. They gave the forever purge a seven. 
You got to be kidding me. Oh, let me find it. It's literally buried in here. They because they just share. They they share everything they can find. Yeah, because I know some articles like in my industry, especially if it's not not necessarily controversial, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, I did not think I was going to get this much. Not necessarily backlash, but just commentary on it is sometimes they'll like turn off the comments and it's like, hey, I didn't turn off the comments because, you know, I don't want them. It's just it got we got like bombarded with them thinking we weren't going to get them. So, but, you know, well, if if you want to email them to me and then or email them to whoever and we could, you know, go go through them versus having to do it um, this way through whatever article right. link or, or whatnot. And then I know on the opposite hand, you know, they're like, oh, we got too much. You can't, you can't uh, make a comment when you can see that there's comments on there. It's like, okay, well, when do they turn them off? Because, you know, you can see, oh, this one was done two days ago, but nothing since then. Well, so, Z, like, uh, so one day ago, people had comment, literally, they're, oh, they are all bashing it. Checkmark people are going, you know, I can't say that one as a cuss is, but it's this great episode. They go, go home, IG, and you're drunk. And they yeah. go, uh, what is the reason for reviews? Is it meant for the that the one reviewing doesn't like an episode and people should assume it's not good based on someone's opinion? It says someone says, We watching the same same show. And they're like, they're basically calling them out for everything. Everyone's saying it's closer to a seven, which I'm fine with that. Seven's fine for you. That's yeah. based off of a normal person's thing, not off of theirs. Their, yeah. their rating system makes no sense. Just completely disagree. Uh, so, yeah, everyone's like, so let me see. Well, phenomenal, well-written. What episode were you watching? And someone says, it's a bit of a slow-paced story, to be fair, but five isn't a fair score. You guys are really trying to be harsh lately. This show, see... This is what I love about it. Um, they don't have a clue what they're doing, honestly. <laughs> That's it, cool. it, and the, it has and a lot I, of reacts. Exactly. That's the good thing is, you know, if, if they get no reaction, then they assume that they're right. But if you get a lot of reaction on it, which on something like that, you would because uh, especially in those like Marvel type universes or or any of those um you know, comic book type universes, yeah. you get people that will, they'll, they'll write you on it and they'll tear you apart because they know more than what you know. And especially if you're reviewing it, like, yeah, that, so it may not say it was a 10 out of 10, but Hey, I'll give right. it seven. So no problem. IMDB, IMDB has it. So for 18, so the first four episodes, episode one has 18,000 reviews of an 8.8. Second episode, 14,000 reviews, 9.0. That's the one that they gave an 8.5. The third episode, 10,000 for 7.9. The last episode, 4,000 for a 9.6. So, oh, wow. so yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad that everyone's bashing him on here. It, it kind of... Um, oh, yeah, this is pretty funny. Someone goes, I'm guessing that somebody at IGN just had all their theories for the show proven wrong in this episode, <laughs> which is why they gave such a low rating. Which, Probably. Yep. You know, they're just disgruntled. So, yeah, uh, we'll move on from that to the Netflix news that I got my now that I got my ran over. Let us let, let, honestly let us know how you guys feel about the show. Uh, go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. Find us on any of those links. You can send a message on the Twitch, my Instagram, anything, whatever you want to do. Send it. I'll listen. Tell me. So. 
to finish out the normal pile, we have two Netflix things. Um, this one actually, I was surprised about. So I don't know if you've ever tried this. So Netflix has fixed their download feature. Now, for those that don't know, when you try to download the episodes on your phone, if you do not completely download the entire thing and you leave the Wi-Fi, you leave where you're downloading and you go to somewhere, no reception, you don't have any of it, none of it. So now they're enabling it to basically, once you start downloading it, you'll be able to watch it up to a certain point. So basically somehow they changed it to where basically you, you log on, you start downloading it, maybe 30 minutes in, it's halfway done downloading. You can start watching however long, whatever it is. So that was a thing people have been asking for a very, very long time. And the other big news is they've been losing stuff left and right. I know they're going towards a, um, a lot of um, uh, new content on their end, uh, too hot to handle, stuff like that. They also have, um, was it The Old Guard, which is the movie that had Charlize Theron last year, and they're starting um, pre-production right now on the season, on season or uh, the second movie, the sequel. Um, but they lost Twilight Zone and Twin, Twin Peaks, the original two first seasons, because there's some weird thing where the movie – and the first two seasons, something like that, or some like a, a I think it was a, a third a third season, because they had a fourth and a fifth. The fourth and the fifth are only available on Showtime where they aired. The first three are available on HBO Max and or HBO and Showtime. I don't know. It's confusing. But um, I just want to point that out because that's two big franchises that they lost on the same day. And um, nobody knows where they're going to end up. They haven't been announced yet, but I'm assuming they're probably going to go to Paramount Plus because there is a rumor that Paramount Plus is going to merge with another company to create some sort of super streaming giant. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of the stuff now that's getting, you know, losing off of Netflix or or some other streaming service um, is going to... You hear, oh, we're losing it. Two days later, you hear, oh, it's like you said, going to a Paramount Plus or yep. um, CBS All Access or, or what What are those ones? Like you said, Paramount Plus is popular right now for a lot of stuff um, going to. But just one last thing before we go into uh, the next pile is that I forgot to uh, add it on here. Did you see if you are wanting to buy call of duty right now digitally they are running a nice sale going on right now blizzard entertainment calling it their uh summer sale up to 67 percent through july 11th so they're copying um uh steam then because steam always has their summer sale yep yeah exactly so steam has their you know their summer sales is it still going on or is it already done i think it still goes i think it goes until like the 7th or the 9th the 7th or the 9th okay yeah, and I just happened to see this when um, I pulled my uh, Warzone up to update today. I'm like, oh my, what the heck? They got a sale going on? And I mean, for Blizzard, I didn't know they had all of these. I knew they had a decent amount of the ones that I knew on here, but I forgot Overwatch's Blizzard, yep. World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, um, Diablo, StarCraft, and obviously Call of Duty is their big one. So if you were looking to get um, Call of Duty download it on uh your pc or whatnot uh that they are having a sale right now and i know modern warfare was 30 bucks and cold war was 40 bucks 
Those yeah, I mean, they they got to do it now because they wait too long. They're going to do it when the, the oh, yeah. new game Battle comes out this uh, year. Yeah, which Battle do we do? We, do we want to talk about the rumor on that one? What it's supposed to be? Uh, yeah, sure, might as well. So it leaked. So so it, it supposedly we don't know on BattleNet. It supposedly leaked that it was um it's going to be a World War II era, um which makes sense because the company that's making this round was the one that did the last um, World War II one. So it would make sense that they would do that. But I don't I don't know. I mean, we've heard so many rumors from they're not doing one this year to, oh, they're going to revisit, um, oh, uh, yeah, like, another one of, one of them. Right, right exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's up in the air. We don't know. I just know that, you know, I've been loving the game lately. I played a game this morning before I left one and um, it wasn't as sweaty as it normally is early in the morning. Cause you get all these streamers that get on that are really good and they actually warm up and plunder because you know, it's just, they're practicing their sniping, their quick scoping, stuff like that, which I, I don't mind that they're not hacking. They're not doing anything like some of these other people that Tim and I deal with because we're, um, you know, we like to have fun and chit chat while we're playing. We don't want to be, you know, we have regular jobs. We're not we're not streamers. We can't sit here and be like, oh look, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and do that. We do stream, but well, and there's no fun if you are hacking, cheating. I guess really not hacking, but cheating, aimbot, all of that. How how can the game be fun? And it's funny. I've been watching uh, on because I'll watch some of them on YouTube. Just you know, streamers be like. Uh, dude, you have 15 people spectating you and you still haven't taken the aimbot off, you know, come on, you know, yep. there's a reason why 15 people are watching you. Um, but you get some of them that, I mean, are just blatantly, the worst one that I saw, it was a kid or somebody, he was running, he literally shot at the ground in front of him and within five shots, he broke the guy and then killed him. And he was, he literally shot the ground in front of him. <laughs> and like the the guy that was, I can't remember if he was streaming or just commenting on it was like, "Wow, these guys just really don't care anymore." I mean, it, nope. he wasn't even aiming at the guy. Like, wow. That's so. that's the big problem. Is I've seen a lot of um, basically. There's a guy he streams in Spanish, so I don't know what he's saying to these people, but uh, he legitimately is hacking because. He brags about it. He gets his accounts banned, and then he get, creates a new one, and he streams into that new account. So, yeah, you know. And, and the thing is, is if you have the aimbots and whatnot, you don't really it. It don't matter what gun you have, as far as nope. it being leveled up or whatnot, because all your bullets are gonna be headshots. So it doesn't matter. You could have the worst gun and still shoot the guy and you're probably going to win 95% of the time, unless the exactly. guy gets a good sniper shot on you or something. Which but, so, still, still a lot of those guys, when they do aimbot, and they'll have wall hacks too. So a lot of times you can't see the wall hacks. I actually, yeah. um, I was in a, a, a group that became really toxic. I, I got out of it. It was um, a dad's group. So it was like dads that played Call of Duty. And um, they had a dad tournament. And some dude legitimately, so they you submit your scores. So you get so many points for kills, and you get so many points for each, like if you get top five, so fifth place, fourth down the line. And this dude legit had his wall hacks in the photo. So when you looked at it, 
you could see it. And the crazy part was, they're like, he could. Why did he even submit it? And I was like, he probably didn't even think that anyone would notice. You could yeah. see it because it's very obvious. And apparently, they're creating like uh, new ones because obviously, Activision and uh, Raven Software don't want to uh, do anything about it. So they um, they're creating the hacks now for consoles. So basically, if you have a console, guess what? You can hack yeah. now. Yeah. So. You know yeah, exactly, and that's that's going to be the ultimate downfall of it, and I think why uh, Battlefield will just take. I mean, the right thing... at, right out the gate, and but they have to handle their hackers. They got to get them right up in front, or set a tone, or something. Because if not, then it's going to be well. It don't matter which one I'm going to play. I'm just going to lose to hackers anyways. Well, the big thing for the Battlefield 2 is, is people are like, well, it doesn't have BR. I'm like, well, it doesn't have BR, but it has something similar to BR. Exactly. You know, it's it's not like they don't have it completely. They have a version of it. It's just yeah. not Battle Royale in the way that you think of it. Exactly. So, yep. you know, so, you know. Well- do Do what you will with this information that we bring to you, but we do hope that you... Um, you guys let us know what you guys prefer to see people stream because we do stream these games and I know Tim and I both will probably have Battlefield when it comes out and we'll probably stream that for a little bit because that's going to be the popular thing but you never know. Tim and I get lucky sometimes on on um, uh, Warzone and we now that they have that stay with a party function we legit can get some dudes on a roll cause we, I mean what was it that one time we had nine wins in a row with those two dudes Man, it was it was a lot of fun. So yeah, because before, like you said, it stunk. Because then you had to like go, you had to find, out, you had to find somebody, and then you got to get yeah. them in the party. Where now it's just keep going, keep going, and you don't have to wait to the for the game to end and then jump back into another game. You just press play again, and boom, it puts you right in. So it's a lot faster now in between the games. Yeah, exactly. So. But let us know if you go to um, uh, our link tree, like I said, link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. Let us know there what games you want to see us play, what games you enjoy playing. We're here for that because we want to have fun. And we and Tim like to chit chat while we're playing. Um, I'll I'll serenade Tim every once in a while with a nice little song. So, uh, yeah, it's. It's it's a fun. It, I I basically got back into Call of Duty like in two thousand. I want to say eight, when I was working for somewhere, and the boss told me he goes, "Man, if you're ever feeling stressful, just go play some Call of Duty and put the put the name of the person that you're mad at and pretend it's them and go happy hunting." And I didn't have the, the nerve to break it to him that he was the person that I was thinking about when I was doing that because he was always making me mad. But, you know, it worked. It released stress, you know, except for when the hackers get really bad and Tim and I are like, no, we're good. You know, yeah. uh, actually, last time, I think, was it when we played last with you, we quit the one game because this dude was hacking. Oh. It was it was the worst hacking I've ever seen in a Call of Duty game. Like, he was just beaming us from miles away. And I'm like, I can't even land. He's shooting up. So, yeah. Nope. It's one of those things, but let us know what you want to see us play, and um, we're going to go into the Disney Park pile now. I like that, Tim. You put the Disney Parks pile. I like that because the parks is the parks are are making some changes, and they're opening stuff up a lot faster. I know fireworks are back. Somebody I know um, in my clubs was at the parks, and um, 
the fireworks are back and they were so stoked and i was like and it was her birthday and i'm like that's the coolest thing ever you go back to the parks for the first time it's your birthday and the fireworks are there oh man it was pretty good but um the first thing we have is um they have special rates for the disneyland hotels uh this year for members of the u.s military i believe they did get rid of the discount for the most part didn't they what do you mean dis- discount? they have a military discount yeah well it's they've kind of always had one um but they just would always keep extending it uh where now i believe that it's it's back and it's through if i remember right it's through like the end of the year and then if you buy it kind of towards the end of the year you know you have a certain amount of days to to do it so it was always like oh here's the in quote-unquote end date for it but then they would always extend it or the right right like the next week they'd announce basically it again just so it would coincide with the um i don't know if it's quarterly or a half a year that they always do it so that that it's back uh back again so good, good to see that yeah that is good to see um next thing we have is single ride option reopens on space mountain and disneyland park i didn't understand why they got rid of single light rider line that didn't make sense to me do you know why well during the pandemic it's just because to keep people separated once they open back up because it was always with your own party so, oh so you'd basically be spread out that one single single person line would be longer than the regular line because of the spacing yeah yeah exactly well and that and you're not filling any gaps in because it's by party. So the single person, it would be, they'd only be one to a party. So they'd still have to be in the regular line because it's not like, oh, you're part of their party. Nope. Okay. Well, you still have to have your own row or however they did it on, on that ride where now right. a lot of things opening, they could fill in now. And it's, um, you know, you can wear your mask or you don't depending if you're vaccinated or not. Um, on it but i know a lot of single rider lines are opening back up um i think indiana jones was another one that opened recently uh as well with a lot of the um you know restrictions uh relaxing around so i think they pulled down they even pulled down some of the partitions and some of the rides too yeah yep so Uh, that's pretty exciting which is good because I know, well, actually a couple times on like Radiator Springs, you go in the single rider line and sometimes you get a group of two and two. Well, then they need a one-on-one because it's three across, right? Three right. Or four. Yeah. Um, and shoot, sometimes, you know, it'd be like me and the wife or me and somebody else, we get in the same car because just how it, how it worked out. I, I think that happened to us a couple of, we actually, um, what was it? I think it was, we did it on something. We were like, let's just go. We, we want to go on it. Let's just go sing a ride. I think it may have been, it might've been cars where yeah. literally we ended up um, racing each other, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. So and it, that's, and, you know. And and it's one of those things if you've already ridden it together once and got your picture or whatnot, it's like, Hey, you know what? We're here. Let's just do single rider and see what happens because it's not like, oh, you're going to get on and like 15 minutes later, I'm going to get on. I mean, it's usually, I, you know, if not, you're getting on at the same time. Right. Whether exactly. you're in the same car or not, it's it's pretty much the same time because they're just filling in, filling in. So I think but. only like, I think the only time I've ever seen it where it was like, this was a bad idea 
was I think it was the single rider on Soaring. I think it was. That's uh, one you never want to do because it's 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 too big of an area. And yeah. usually they already – I remember they used to kind of already do this where they would separate you from – like they leave an empty seat in between you kind of sometimes when you would go out there for um, – for that so i was like oh I, that one took me some time before we went single rider one time i think it was only i think it was three of us and the line was huge and we're like you know what let's just try a single rider just to see what happens and it was almost just as long so we're like yeah we won't do that again yeah yeah that one they got it down pretty pretty good that one is good uh the next thing i'm kind of depressed because we do have one sad thing the next one i'm actually pretty sad about the next one but um, this is happy is the Matterhorn bobsleds are going to be reopening just in time to wreck your back. So if you want to go out there and you want to be able to not be able to walk the next day, go ride the bobsleds. Now, do you right. remember which one's the bad one? Which one's the good one? Um, left, left side's good, right? Uh, Tomorrowland um, is the bumpy one, which would be if you're looking at it, the left side fantasy, the right hand right. side is the not as bumpy one. And when I say sure. not as bumpy, it's not like it's a smooth ride. It's not as bumpy like when i right. get off my back isn't that bad tweak but the left <laughs> left hand side which is the tomorrowland side um if you really like your chiropractor go on that one because you will definitely need to see him i remember we, we went we went with the last time with the kid you know he couldn't do any rides really you know he just was amazed by the people and everything around um ironically enough when we went and we we're watching the parade you know he was one and he's sitting there <laughs> Was he one? I think he would know. He was 2018. He wasn't even one yet. Um, he was walking. So he was walking. So yeah, he was one. He was over one. And um, oh, wow. I went in 2019. Crazy. I went in 2019. My bad. So he was one. But uh, he was staring at this lady's hat. So instead of watching the parade, he was watching this lady's hat because she had like a big goofy hat. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like he's just mesmerized by everything. So um so we went on the Matterhorn and there was a lady that was on and she legit, I thought she died. That's how bad she screamed when she came around the corner. Like I thought she, I, I thought she legitimately hurt herself to the point where she couldn't ride anymore. So I was like, yeah, I go, you know, that's the Matterhorn. But the thing is though, is you go to the parks, that's what you need to expect. You're gonna, if you go on the Matterhorn, it's going to be, you know, not going to be great most of the time. Well, and let's put it this way: it's the first steel tubular roller coaster ever made in the world. So there you go. And it's yeah, not like it's not state of the art. Yeah, it's not like they've taken out the track and put new track in or anything like that. I'm sure they've repaired places on it, but it's not like you know Space Mountain. You can take the whole track out and put a new track in. They've done that. That's easy. Uh, but for Matterhorn, you have a structure built um the roller coaster is literally built inside the mountain or space mountain it's the roller coaster um well in matterhorn it's incorporated into the mountain where in space mountain it's the roller coaster it's all independent of right. a big dome yeah exactly which so, i think you know so it's reopening so we don't know what they did refurbish so i mean it could be anything um but you hope it's something because i know the last time they did the big refurbishment was when they replaced the Yeti. Yeah, they replaced the Yeti and added snow onto or updated the snow on the mountain so it would kind of get that more of like a that 
glare kind of twinkle on it like natural snow has. And they added uh, the screen similar to that on um, Mount Ever uh, Mount Everest. Oh, at Disney World? Expedition Everest. That's what it's called. Expedition Everest. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's not like they've done really that that much. And I guess probably the last big, well, not big refurb that they did was when a chunk of the mountain fell on the track. So. That wasn't that wasn't planned. So if you're there, let us know how bumpy it is. Which side do you think is better? Um, I just go whatever side. I never remember. And I remember I always ask the people when I'm going through line and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You guys ride this ride before it opens. Yeah. So you know exactly what's going on. People don't know yep. that. They ride the rides before it go opens. That way they can see how the ride's working, make sure everything's functional. So usually they send the they send the car through um separately, you know, empty, nothing. Make sure it comes through a couple times. And then I usually I think I don't know if they I don't know if it's like um it's not it's not a hundred percent like Oh, every time they do it, but I know they do write it. So they know which side's the good side. They just don't want to say it because they don't want someone holding up the line. Cause like, Oh no, I want to go on that side, which does happen. Does happen I, quite frequently. I, I ask when I go, I want to do the fantasy land side. And sometimes they'll be like, Oh yeah, here, no problem. And other times just like, eh, no, go over there. I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't make a big fuss about it. What's the worst they're going to say? No. Okay. Then I'll go over here on this one. Yes. They're going to say no. And they're going to escort you out, Timothy. <laughs> so the next thing we have is a sad one. I never got to eat here, but they have permanently closed Steakhouse 55 in the Disneyland Hotel. Which stinks because this, so there was a steakhouse there before, um, and I think this came in either 06 or 08. I can't remember exactly. So it got replaced. By another Did it coincide with the 55-year the anniversary, I'm assuming? Uh. No, Steakhouse 55 is 1955 when Disneyland opened. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, I I don't I don't know. Um, so but so hopefully with that that another steakhouse uh, goes in there, and it didn't really say. It was kind of from the article that I read. It, it wasn't like hush hush, but it was like. Okay, I see everything's open, but this, and then I guess a cast member or somebody higher up confirmed, nope, that's not it's permanently closed, and we don't know, you know, as of right now, don't know what's going on with it. So hopefully another steakhouse comes in um, to that spot because I know it was uh, a really good place to to eat. As with you, I never was able to dine there always wanted to but most of the time you know with that being so far on the other side you know basically you had to go past downtown disney to steakhouse 55 um and unless you're staying there it, it is kind of a trek yeah exactly um so it kind of was was out of the way but you know i guess you got the napa rose over at ground california which is you know kind of steakhouse as well so but I mean, Hopefully. you got to think they probably don't have the people to man it, so they're just like, you know what? We might as well just just do this to make it to make it easier because no one can hire employees right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which is sad because, like I said, I know that one was what well, it, it still held its own even when, um, you know, with Grand California right right there as well. So, 
like I said, we'll see see what happens. But um, yeah, we won't be able to make uh, reservations for Steakhouse Fifty Five anymore. Well, that's sad. Um, so the happily ever after fireworks light up the sky for full test over Magic Kingdom test on June twenty sixth, which I believe. Um, I know some people that went to it and it actually, they had all the cast members got to watch it. And apparently it was insane. Like the people were just cheering and hooping and hollering. Like they were super excited. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, and then today, cause they had, like I said, you know, test previews and cast member previews and everything like that. And today was, um, was record this. It uh, opened up to the public or, you know, on preview so um my buddy was not there tonight but he will be there mr j uh, at the end of his trip yep by the end of his trip he will will have uh been there to see it so well fingers crossed mr j you get to see it because i know it's it's magical like you don't there's nothing quite like um disney fireworks right well better not be what it costs like what is it like 80 grand each night to run well and like uh, anaheim they pay a fine every night people don't know that they pay it it's literally a part of the thing like they pay a fine for the excessive noise basically for the fireworks it's some sort of thing that they they don't like they some sort of ordinance or something they violate in anaheim i think it is and so people don't realize that's that's a lot of money they spend on that kind of stuff yep so the next thing we have on our list, in-person run, in run Disney events to return to Walt Disney World this fall. So I know a lot of people are wondering about Disneyland, which those ones ended two years before the pandemic. 2018 was the last year I think they had stuff. No, before that. 2017, I think. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I know that ended uh, earlier. Well, it was right when um, the city of Anaheim had a change in their, in their council. Correct. Um, which became less Disney friendly. Um, but with these ones, so the first one is going to be, which is the uh, Wine and Dine Half Marathon. And that's November 4th through 7th. Obviously, these are all in Disney World, like you said. And then January 5th through 9th of 2022, February 24th through 27th, 2022, and March 31st through April 3rd, 2022, of all of those. Um, runs which will be taking place in um walt disney world and those ones they have um so half marathon marathon half marathon and then that one doesn't say so some of them are actual full marathons um and then some of them the longest race is just a half marathon because at disney world they could um do they have a, a lot more room yeah a lot more room to do it um and you know, have, it'll be a marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K, and then like a, a kid's run, which is normally like a 2K or something like that. Yeah. So, which but. Anaheim, they quit doing theirs, like you said, because the council. And that was kind of, that was a sad thing because everyone loves the, the runs and you just wish they wouldn't have done that. But I get it. Oh, yeah. You know. and, and, it, and it's tough in Anaheim because they don't have the room, so they have to close down surface streets around it. And depending on the run route, sometimes you run like more so like towards uh, like 
Angel uh, Stadium. Yeah, older district um, in Anaheim. So you run through like a lot of the older buildings. Sometimes they'll have them, like you said, out by Angel Stadium. Um, and you'll actually run around like you get to run in around the field, like yep. around the perimeter of the field and then out. It's not like you're running through the whole stadium. I mean, you go in around the field and out because they just need, um, you know, a track, more, more track. Which we actually yeah. did that for a bubble run at uh, Rivercat Stadium in Sacramento. They had you run around Rivercat Stadium, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, the half marathon that I did at Disneyland, it was the one through, um, like, the older downtown district, which was cool. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to see how um, this all plays out because I'm assuming since they're talking about it in Disney World, there's probably already conversations going on for Disneyland about whether or not, you know, right. how they're going to address this, how they're going to bring it back. Because I'm not going to lie, people literally pay for it and then don't show up. A lot of people don't show up and they don't get refunds. It's not refundable. So this is a lot of revenue that they're probably missing out. They probably the other crazy part, too, is it's mostly like a volunteer basis. The people that take that do the run. So just think how many people they're going to need. I don't even know if they're going to have enough people to do that. Yeah, I mean, they have, you could sign up to be um, a volunteer or whatnot. But, I mean, the biggest thing is that, at least in the Anaheim area, is, you know, you got to shut down streets. So that means you got traffic control, you got cops, you have a lot of thing that's going on. And it's starting at 5 in the morning till, like, um, 9, 10 o'clock. I would say probably, like, 8, 9 o'clock. Because if you're too slow, they will pick you up. So because they could got to watch out for the bubble girls. That's what I was <laughs> yep. told. To they tell have, you uh, balloon girls, balloon, balloon girls. Yep. Yeah, and they could because they only have the streets um, shut down for just a certain amount of time, um, and then you have everybody coming to the parks as well. So yeah, exactly. So usually, I think I think it's uh, 10 a.m. Usually, does you have to be done by 9:30? Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't remember. And as the last, as those balloon girls are going through, they're moving signs and whatnot too to get traffic um, going through. So it's not like at all at once the traffic goes through. They're kind which, of which Disney forward. Disney knows what they're doing with that because I mean I remember being in it and I was like, and this one girl was crying so hard. She was crying so hard, and I was like. Oh my gosh, I felt so bad for her because she was like, she wanted to finish it and the medic is running next to her backwards. I can pull you out. I can pull you out. Nope, she kept going and she ended up finishing it. And I was like, that's that's pretty awesome. That's that's something that you like to see. And that's what I do like about the Run Disney event is every single person you see doing it does not have an, a bad look on their face, even if they're dying. They're, they're literally exhausted. Like I'm sure Tim was when he did it, stupidly. Um, oh, Tim did not I, look happy afterwards. I had the bad look on my face. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I, I did. I did, it, I, it. I did the 5K and a 10K like four times in a row, and uh, finally got the wife to do the 10K with me, and she killed it. And she did really good, and I was really proud proud of her. And um, we hope to do them again someday because they're a lot of fun. There, you oh. meet a lot of Disney people. And um, it does suck getting there that early in the morning because you do have to get there really early. But other than that, it's it's just 
literally you're you're running around the park with Disney friends. Um, it is cool seeing the dudes that like because they have the pro class that goes out first, and they're actually done usually by the time you hit like the go before you <laughs> like leave. They're almost they're almost crossing the finish line before before you even you even can even blink, and that's actually pretty cool to me that they're going that fast. Yeah, <laughs> buddy of mine was. <laughs> It was his second one that he ran because the first one he got first in his age division, but because uh, he was actually quote unquote second in his age age division, but the guy that was first was actually second overall, so he could only win one award. So he got to get the second overall, which bumped my buddy up to first in his age group. Well, in doing that, he signed up for the next one, so he went from basically the back to the front, the very like, front, yeah, like front front like where the first 20 people run yeah. at so he was in the front and normally they'll have somebody out there on a bike following the lead person and letting him Correct. know okay here's where you're going making sure people are out of the way because you get people that are dumb um not necessarily runners but just just people and making sure the person knows where where they're going it's not like hey, I can follow the person in front of me you are There's nobody in front of you front of yeah um the, the top three people, they were all together in their pack, you know, within a couple of paces from each other. They all got lost. Um, like they jumped fences in parking lots because they didn't know where the course was. Nobody had. I don't know if the course wasn't laid out yet as far as like where the barriers were supposed to be. Uh-huh. But my buddy's like, I uh, at our hotel, he's like, I had to jump that fence. I'm like, why did you jump the fence? He's like, because we ran this way because we thought and this is the lead group these are the top three guys first three guys we ran this way because that's where we thought it was all of a sudden it went in the back of the parking lot and it was a dead end and it's like okay boys what do we do do we run all the way back like a good half mile or do we jump this fence because i think that road right there is the one that we need to be on (laughs) so they all said screw it and jumped the fence and you know kept going but it was yeah, he, they were not too happy with that. Granted, they, I think they still all ended up in the top five. But he's like, for how much I paid for this and the tra- you know, and everything that went into it, um, it was that does of, get frustrating because Disney's not cheap, you know. Yeah, and they it's, were it's not, not cheap happy race. about it because two of the guys they weren't like sponsored, but they were like, you know, like a local running group and had like a granola company, you know, or whatnot, and they were. Like I said, not well known, but they weren't just some guys, you know, just running like, well, like but a, a lot of times if you get a bad run time, that can affect your overall time for other big races. So you want to yep. make sure that you you're doing good, you know, even if it's just a small local one, you want to do good yep. no matter what. Oh, no, exactly. Because you, you, you could use those times in other races and especially with it being, hey, it's not me out there with the stopwatch saying go and stop. I mean, they got their their split times and everything on there because on your bib it's got an RFID chip and you run over trackers throughout the course so it's it's yep. a legit thing but anyways so hopefully here within the next couple of years that at least we know if Run Disney will ever return to the west coast we'll see maybe they can even do it somewhere else right. um, so this one is kind of crazy um Boat moves off tracks, causing delay on Pirates of the Caribbean Disney World. I didn't even know it could do that. It was oh, I've I've seen it once. Yeah, I've seen it once. When we were like, oh, kind of the next person in line. 
So this one, it was a 40 minute delay. So it didn't look like it was by the loading area. It was by somewhere where they could get people that come off where the um, like the walkway is closed. Uh-huh. And the picture that I saw is the boat behind them. There were people still on it. The boat in front of them was the one that came off the track. And it just got, you know, just barely off the track. It's not like it was floating sideways or backwards or anything like that. So they got everyone off of it. It looks like two maintenance guys had poles on it trying to just pop it back onto the track because it probably just popped off like it happens at Jungle Cruise sometimes. Um, Spoiler alert, yes, that is on a track. Uh, And pop it back on and then probably away they went. But I guess the guy said what's normally, I forgot what Pirates of the Caribbean is, 15, 18 minutes was a 40-minute ride due to the little delay there. But I've seen it um, where you're coming into the offload and they kind of have like those little conveyor belts that bring the boat up. Mm-hmm. Well, this one boat was too heavy on one side, so it couldn't get up on the conveyor belt. So it kind of got stuck a little bit. So the the cast member, obviously, it was something that they've had to do before. They were telling everyone to rock, you know. Lean to the left, lean to the right, lean to the left, lean to the right. They were kind of just <laughs> wedged in there at, at the perfect way. And so they, you know, were rocking it, rocking it. They're like, okay, stop, you know, okay, do it again. It took a couple times and then finally it grabbed and, you know, came right on up. It's like, I've never seen that before, but it looks like how they handled it. It's not the first time that it was because nobody, like, was going back there to help them or anything. They were just saying, okay, rock it, rock it. And I'm sure it's one of those things if, they couldn't rock it off, then they would have to go out there and, and help them. But nope, they rocked the boat and then it popped. You know, whatever it was wedged on got wedged out of it or, you know, came right on up. But it was weird. It was, that was, that was an interesting one. Yeah, you don't see them fixing stuff very often because I don't think, I mean, not saying that it's not a conventional way, like we fix stuff all the time on our farm, you know, ways that people would think that's weird, you know, but if it's a tried and true method, then why change it? So I'm sure people, they don't, they don't really don't let people see it. Cause they're like, people are going to think we're crazy or, you know, it, maybe it's not OSHA, very OSHA safe, you know, cause that does happen from time to time. But uh, yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's crazy. <laughs> and um, like I said, it worked. I mean, they like did it like two or three times and boom it. As soon as it, whatever it was, I don't know if it was caught on something or kind of wedged in there or just how the weight was. Mm-hmm. And once it got, you know, kind of caught the belt or got off of one belt, another belt went, went right on up. Like nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, next we have, this one's crazy. Um, Walt Disney World is offering $1,000 signing bonuses to new cast members. Now, we reported, was it three weeks ago, about how a certain percentage of people reported back. And that was out of so many people that they had had been called back. So that makes me think that a lot of them are not coming back. Yeah, and I think it's just an incentive because, I mean, it's hard to get employees in general right now just with how everything's going on. Um, so, you know, offering incentives to get them back because, you know, maybe they'll get a flood of people, but I mean, it doesn't mean that everyone that puts in a resume is going to get a thousand dollar signing bonus. You still right. get hired on. And then I saw, um, again today after I already put the agenda together, 
um, or my part of it, that Universal is offering like over like 2,500 or 2,700, something like that. I just saw it really quick. I'm like, oh man. So it looks like everyone is having, even, you know, Disney and Universal, which you would think there'd be lines of people coming to work for them. I mean, there definitely was before the pandemic or now that they're having to, um, you know, throw some cash out there to, to get some people to, to sign up. And I've even seen like, what is it? Burger King was offering what, like $500 or a couple Bur- bucks. Burger King was $500 signing on bonus, uh, Apple or Apple, um, McDonald's offering an Apple iPhone 12 for after a year, a lot of them have stipulations like you get two fifty now or half now, half in six months, oh. kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's getting it, you know, it, it's it's an incentive for them to come there versus okay, you have a job, thank you. Yeah, hey, give me that free food. I'll take it all day. Um, right. And before our uh, last uh, thing, um, did you see that? Was it um, Casey Junior? Is it Casey Juniors reopened at Walt Disney World? The the uh, baseball themed place. Yeah, I did. I did briefly see that. That was really cool. They legitimately throw out a first pitch to open up the the restaurant. I thought that was awesome. That's all really? I wanted to say about it. I didn't know that. I I saw the the uniforms, which like yes, baseball uniforms. They're all wearing old timey baseball uniforms, and then yep. one person has a catcher's mitt, and he's sitting in the in the thing, and they all lined it. And then they're they're hyping them up, and they're like, "You go!" And they're they're talking kind of old timey. It was yeah. really cool to watch. It was pretty cool to watch. Huh? Yeah, nice. that's cool. And then we're gonna finish it off. So, Mister Mister J reported back to you about Disney World. Yeah. So I sent him a message today because obviously they're three hours ahead of us, and was like, "Hey, is there anything you know we're gonna be recording today? Is there anything you want to say since you know you're there, feet on the ground?" So this you know was. Um, you know, let's see, about three, four hours ago. And so I believe he's done Universal and I think all of the parks um, at Disney World. So and this this is just from um, from Disney World. So uh, he says the crowds aren't too bad. Uh, fast passes are still not active. And I'll get all trace back to that. Um he says Epcot and Animal Kingdom are his favorite park, so good for him. It's rained every day, which is expected, but it seems like it's raining more so. And I know there's a tropical storm tropical coming storm. up. Tropical storm, yep. Yeah, coming up their way. Uh, I think it should be there like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, this weekend. This weekend. Projecting it. Yeah, I talked to Connor um, today. He said it's been raining there for a week. <laughs> yeah, nope, and that's exactly what they said. Because, I mean, I know when we went, um, for our anniversary, which was this time uh, six years ago, that it only rained. It was like six o'clock. You could almost set your watch to it. Even the cast member was like, "Oh yeah, it's about seven o'clock. It's it's huh? The rain's late." And then like by seven fifteen, it was downpour, thunder, lightning. Yeah. Uh, he said major rides are usually thirty to forty-five minute wait, even if the app says it's over a hundred minutes. Um. But he said not a lot of characters and pictures are taken from a distance. He said staff is more friendly over there. Um, the big buzz about all the new rides coming, the Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Journey of Water inspired by Moana. He said the uh, Tron Light Cycle roller coaster uh, being built in Tomorrowland behind Space Mountain he said is massive um, on that. 
So that's his his report feet on the ground. I believe he's going to be at Magic Kingdom tomorrow. Yeah, because I asked him if um, earlier today if I thought he was going to be there today. If anybody was already saving seats for fireworks, he said, no, we're going to be there tomorrow. So um, I think they went to Epcot today. Well, fingers went- crossed, Mr. J. I hope you guys get a good seat for it. And I'm going to make sure I edit this as soon as I get done with, with Tim recording. That way it's up for you for your morning. And I'm going to title this. I'm going to title this episode. Good morning, Mr. J. That's what this episode is going to be called. It's going to be good morning, Mr. J. So that if you want to know why, it's because Mr. J's got the foot on feet on the ground for us. He's in the parks. He's doing the work for us. And uh, um, yeah, I'm glad you're having fun. It's a it's a wonderful park over there. It's a different experience because you don't have the same. It it if it, it feels less crowded, probably because people look at the how the attendance is in different parks, and they'll just go all go to this one instead. There's more options for people now, especially with that one fully reopened. So um, thank you for that report. We greatly appreciate it. Um, we want to thank everyone for listening. Make sure, like always, go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. And also make sure to check out all of our stuff online, wherever you find it. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, for the FOMOCast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time.